deer plugged in. You in on this? Toyota's versatile SUVs roll up their sleeves and take on tough jobs, dress up for a night out, or haul your family and friends to their spacious interiors. And they're available with some real sweet tech. Want a hybrid SUV? Oh yeah, they got those too. All with a slew of standard features so you won't break the bank. Get the juice at Toyota.com, folks. Visit your front-range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Have you heard about our WGT Challenge? I bet you have because you listen to this podcast every day and I start it that way every time. But it's really fun. A lot of you are participating and the contest has become heated. What you got to do is go to freewgt.com. Go in there, play the closest to the whole challenge at Kiowa Island this week. It's hole number one. Mace has a literal Kiowa Island mug that he's drinking out of today uh he's been to the real thing but you can go there and play show us how close you got on the first hole on the closest to the whole challenge and whoever's closest is going to win a prize if you don't win the prize that's okay because just playing is an entry for you into the grand prize drawing and the winner will get a jersey or their choice of tickets to a game or i should say their choice of a jersey or tickets to a game uh really fun contest we're doing make sure you get in and play along with us Broncos country is sitting in the south stands, drinking the curves from mile high. The best part of the weekend, hugging the perfect stranger as they become a friend, having a good time when the orange and blue WIN. BSN Broncos podcast presented by the great folks over at Strava Craft Coffee, making some amazing stuff. And I could honestly go for some Strava Craft right now, boys, because I am on my third podcast of the day. It's only 1.30 p.m. This is my third podcast of the day and my fourth podcast since last night around 9 p.m. So I've just been podcast like podcasting is my life now. You doing a fifth or sixth before midnight tonight? I haven't gotten uh, any invites yet, but if anyone wants to talk buffs with me, I'll probably take that choice. Uh, I'll take that chance. I can probably set it up. Go for it. I hope you get to a fifth because then you can be at the bottom of your fifth. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot going on today in uh, Broncos land, as John Elway would call it. <laughs> there is Broncos Nation, as Vic Fangio would call it. I think a couple players didn't a player recently call it that too. Probably yes. Vaughn, maybe. Uh, anyways, we've got everything from Antonio Brown flying off the handle to a kind of annoying stadium name to a football game, a real football game that they're actually going to play soon. We've got our season predictions. We've got to pick a football game that's going to be played tonight. It's a jam-packed show, and I guess we'll start with the most boring part because <laughs> that seems like a good idea, uh, and we can move past it quickly. Empower Field at Mile High 
is the new name. Your takes. It doesn't bother me. I love it. I lo- How can you not love this? The name is fine. No. And you know what? It's done. It's done. The Broncos get the money. The stadium gets to, to be upgraded for the next 21, 21 years. years. And the st- think about this. They have, a, they have 12 seasons left on their lease, and they have a 21-year naming rights deal. So this in, 20, is, in 21 years, I might have a mortgage to bet. <laughs> I, yeah, okay, I, I think of the bad corporate names. Sleep Train Arena. Dick uh, Sporting Goods Park is not a good name for a venue. We gave Mace a table to sit by, and now he's going to keep pounding it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Empower Field is fine. I, okay, I have okay. no problem with that. Okay, here's what I, I tweeted this last night, and I stand by it. I said, the only thing that matters to me about naming rights is if the check clears. That's true. But the name sucks, and so does the logo. What's Why wrong with the name? Yeah, what's wrong with the name? It doesn't – Empower Field feels like a sentence that's missing a word. Here's the thing. He, Empower the field – Empower I am. The fe- this isn't. This isn't a phrase. It, it, it's a stadium. Name. But it sounds like it's missing a word. What's Pepsi Center? Pepsi Center. It just sounds like <laughs> a, a stadium. Empower doesn't sound like a company. It sounds like a a, a command. I mean, here's look. The thing. Here, yeah. Here's Empower here's, Fields. Like someone is fighting for field rights. Here's what went wrong: is you got it in your head that it was going to be something awesome, like Breckenridge Brewery Field, sure or. Did. You know, the Chipotle Burrito Bowl yes. at Mile High State. That, that, that was never going to happen. Okay, all I'm saying is that Empower Field sounds dumb. <laughs> if it was Empowered Field, that would be better. Or Power Field, that would be cool. But now you're just empowered when you're at Empower Field. You couldn't be empowered if you're at Empowered Field. Like, I feel like it should, there, it's like Empower Field Yates or something like like <laughs> There's a missing word here. I don't know what it is. I at don't Mile like, High. There you go. You just put that on the end of it. Empower Field at Mile High. It, it, just keep calling it Mile High if that's what think, you must do. Honestly, about, if they stay in business, it's a win. Think about this, Ryan. We talked to Joe Ellis this morning, and they didn't say... Did he smile? Oh, he was happy. What okay. a week this has been for Joe. This has Thank been a God. winning week for Joe. But they didn't officially say that at mile high was guaranteed always going to be in the name no matter what it was empower that the, the it was the company that decided to keep mile at mile high in the name could you imagine how upset you would be if it was empowered field or empower field just period done. well the other thing is if there's one thing that broncos fans seem to care about with this name it's that they're sick of it changing every few years. Invesco Field, Sports Authority Field, Bronco Stadium. Just give us a name and stick with it. And so I think a key thing here with Empower, they've been around in this form for five years now, the product of basically a merger of three companies. And I actually asked their CEO, okay, hey, look, what happens if you get bought out or you merge with somebody and the thing he kind of says look you know we're more in acquisition mode so we really so obviously things can change the economy can change but a big thing for me is i don't want to look up in five years and see that this company's been bought out by somebody else and then you got to put dadgum new name on it i want a name that actually will stick so i'm not mistakenly saying Invesco Field or Sports Authority Field by accident. Just give me a name that I can get used to. I'm with that. I'm with that. But there's also a problem with the logo. The, the logo, red? The red in itself is <laughs> is just uh, uh, terrible. But also the logo is just lame. Um, I don't think they realized it, but they made the, the third mountain. It looks like a pitch, an upside-down pitchfork. That bothers me. 
Um, and then here's the last thing that I'll say about Empower is they have a 1.8 rating on Yelp. <laughs> That's not very empowered, but... Are there any com- financial companies like that of that size that have a good rating on Yelp? I don't know. It seems like when you're a company, you get to a certain point that you are that you are in the billion-dollar range and you're dealing with hundreds of thousands if not millions of customers that you're going to have a low rating because customer service sometimes becomes an issue when you're a big company like comcast i'm sure has a low rating direct tv has a low rating for example Um, it's it's, true it's part and parcel of the major multinational corporation and speaking of ratings every time someone gives us a dang non-five-star rating it brings down our itunes rating to 4.5 and i hate it so please Go in and give us a, a five-star rate. Well, give weren't, us the rating you believe we deserve. Weren't we at 4.7 at one point? I think it dropped since I came in, so no. I'd be worried. <laughs> There's no, it only goes 4.5 or 5. Okay. There's nothing in between. All right. and, that, and that's what probably bothers me is because we're probably like a four point. Maybe you have to have a straight five. I don't know. But give us our, give us our rating. I, I want it. Well, we know, how ma- we know how many ratings of each one of each star that we've gotten, right? I'm just glad we're not too... Oh, we're to, Andrew's about to dive into the math right Hashtag here. No, it no. doesn't tell you. It just shows you a bar. Like, we have, like, 90% of the bar is full on five-star, and then, like, four is a little bit, and then three is a little bit less than that. There's been very few f- two, and then somehow one, there's quite a few. Speaking of fun things like this, the- who knew? who knew there were logos for stadiums? I had no idea. What do you mean? They put the logo on the side of the stadium. The big sort. You remember the big sports? They put the name. No, they put Sports Authority Field at Mile High. There's a horse and a mountain. It was in the corporate font. Sports Authority was. Yeah, I just didn't know that was a logo. I thought that was just. I mean, it kind of looks like this one. You know, it's like, oh well, let's just throw some mountains on. Let's of course put the company's logo on there. I didn't know that's like a a, a logo, like an official logo. Well, what's the logo of any other stadium outside Colorado? Mile High Stadium had a logo. Even there was no, no, no corporate no, no. Outs- sponsor. Outside, we outside see it oh, outside of Colorado. With the okay. little three flags for yeah. Mile High. See, I don't know I why mean, would I care about stupid. anyone else's. Logos are stupid. Logos are amazing when done right. They so could have hit up our guy. One. That's what I'm saying. Name me a good. Name me a good uh, logo for a stadium. Let me actually think see? about this. No, you can't. I'll tell you what is All a right, good name for a stadium: uh, Great American Ballpark, because uh, it is a name of a company, like, and it sounds just like a great American ballpark. We're looking at SunTrust Park, the home of the Atlanta Braves. Is that a good logo? It's, it's better a than... Sun, if there's a sunburst above SunTrust, but that's a park that is going to change its name probably in the next year because SunTrust and BB&T Bank merged. Sounds like so, they couldn't trust them. <laughs> so here it is. I'm a Braves fan. Three years in, I'm going to be getting used to a new name of the park, and that is... Part of the problem, that's why the one concern I will have is what if Empower gets bo- gets gobbled up by Fidelity or something like that. Right, I'm right. Just happy I don't, don't want to get used talk- to another name. I'm just happy that we don't have to talk about it until that happens, or hopefully until 2040. I'm glad I don't have to see I'm sad g- Joe Ellis anymore. I feel like he was always sad when he was working well, on this. Well, this is a good week for Joe. This thing was lingering over the entire organization. Look, the fact that you had two seasons played – in a stadium with the name of a company that had gone bankrupt. <laughs> that was an embarrassment for the franchise. And especially coming out of 2015, you win the Super Bowl, you go to 2016 with Sports Authority's name on it. You just won a Super Bowl. Okay, 2016 doesn't go well, but you still go 9-7. and seven, And yet the team is in a good place. How can you not sell that? It was a 
major issue hanging over everything over there. They're just glad to have it resolved. I just think I've been talking about Nebraska too much the last few hours and days. I'm just mad right now. There's a major issue hanging over another organization, Mace, to take your words. The Oakland Raiders. Holy cow. And, I mean, you you said unresolved, too. That's unresolved. What is going on? I mean, this this must happen minutes after John Gruden told us, drama, A.B.? No, there's there's none of that. Well, if we could go into the time machine right now, it's me yesterday on the podcast, and I say to Zach, Zach, I know you expect Antonio Brown to play in the game, but would you be surprised if he didn't? Nope. And you said, no, I would not. (laughs) And here we are, as Antonio Brown has acted a fool once again, and it it is pointing towards the fact, it hasn't been official yet, we are pointing towards the fact that Antonio Brown, after screaming at Mike Mayock, punting a football, and having to be restrained by Vontez freaking perfect of all people. If he's the him. peacemaker in that <laughs> right. locker room, Vontez perfect. And he threatened to punch him in the face. And then said, find me for this. And, and Mike Mayock said, okay, I will. And <laughs> he's probably going to get fined again. But now there's a chance that Antonio Brown doesn't play on Monday night. What a win for the Broncos. First of all, Mike Mayock's never been the GM before, so I'm not saying that it's at his feet. I think this is primarily an A-B thing because A-B you know, had contentious relationships in Pittsburgh as well on the business side. Same thing here, but uh, I wonder if a GM who'd been on the job more and actually had the training in a football organization would have handled it a little differently than Mike Mayock did. When you're playing fantasy football, you don't have to deal with personalities. Well, Mike Mayock, (laughs) on hard knocks, they showed him he was on the sidelines during uh, the Raiders preseason games. Like In the preseason finale, John Gruden is looking to Mike Mayock saying, okay, which receivers are we going to put in? I mean, that's wacky, Mace. But, Mace, i got to ask you, is any general manager, just put any general manager in Mike Mayock's shoes, is any general manager wrong for going up to a player and saying, what the frick are you doing posting that on your social media, the, the internal communications of our team? He's not wrong, and I would hope that he would go up to him and say frick like that. <laughs> because You know John Gruden the would. Comic va- oh. <laughs> oh, by the way, something about hard knocks. Don't watch that if you've got a kid around. Mm. Because I, my wife kind of had it on, and... <laughs> Charlotte had was on her iPad and she was uh, doing a a learning game that she has on her uh, on her iPad and she was focused on that but boy when you got a kid in the room you're conscious of every f bomb oh, yeah. and John, Gruden can't get 10 through 10 seconds without saying it. I don't know how he succeeded as a broadcaster and how he didn't have a slip up where he dropped an f bomb when he was talking about a game First of all one we just had Matt Machesney in here and if you've ever heard him talk off yeah. uh, off air, or if you've just listened to Machesney Unchained, you know that he has uh, quite the mouth. And he didn't he didn't drop any f bombs, a couple a bombs, yeah. but those are okay. Uh, Mace, let me just ask you a, a, a parenting question. Okay. Why is it? Is this for a specific reason, Ryan? No. <laughs> Why is it that we don't want kids to hear curse words? Thank you. It's that kind of parental instinct to protect your child from as much that can be perceived as negative like that as possible. Look, I know she's eventually going to hear 
all that and eventually she's going to say all that and that's fine but maybe on some level you're just trying to maintain the innocence of okay. your child for okay. a little bit longer it's just obviously it's not something i can relate to so i've always wondered that like they're they're gonna hear it and say it and all that it's not like you can stop that but it make that makes sense that's fair i feel like mace actually doesn't curse very much no i've actually gotten to where i curse less in part because of a kid, of a kid. I, makes now sense. when i'm alone watching a game <laughs> Things are going wrong. Sometimes it's all F, F, <laughs> F. But I've learned to restrain myself a little bit, in part with a kid, in part doing some radio, and obviously there are FCC things involved in that. that so I've, I've gotten better. But, yeah, sometimes. But there was a period in my life everything was I, – I couldn't get through 30 seconds without cursing. Might as well call you John Gruden. Yeah. It's part of being around football, I think, too. It's an actually uh, emotional environment that lends itself to profanity. Definitely. Definitely. So, uh, one sports book came out. So, originally, I believe the Raiders were two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game or yep. maybe three-point favorites yep. in the game. when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, one sports book has said if Antonio Brown is suspended, it will flip to Broncos as two-and-a-half-point favorites. That I mean, that is a big swing all the way to the other side of the dial. And that's how I feel about this. I, I just said it on the Denver Sports Podcast. I don't see the path to 20 points for the Raiders if if Antonio Brown isn't out there. Unless Josh Jacobs, the rookie, in his first game goes for 175-plus, maybe even 200 needed for that. And that that's just a monumental feat. That would be crazy. So, yeah, I mean, what what I'm saying is there's one path to that. And that is a rookie in his very first NFL game, although he is coming from the best the best college football program ever. But that's him doing something remarkable. So, yeah, it's going to be very, very tough. Great news for the Broncos if he doesn't play. And honestly, I don't know. At this point, how could the Raiders allow him to play? Like, if you let him play after that, then you're saying, you know, that, that, that I don't know what the, uh, the PC way of saying – like the asylum is being overrun, but like you're saying like we have absolutely no control over what's going on here. And, and, and Antonio Brown runs this thing. Well, on top of that, what did, what did AB say in that, in the Instagram he posted? He said, everyone's getting fined. So they're, they're telling the whole team, okay, everyone's getting fined. What happens if you come out and you don't suspend him? Then you're breaking your own rule, which you just set just a few days ago. So you, you can't do that. But Ryan, what about and, this? Really quick, and your your uh you let it leak out that they may suspend him. If that if you let that out and then you don't do it, it looks like you're just soft. So what about this? Here's a little loophole. Suspend him a quarter, two quarters, a half. Why not? Uh, why not a do possession. That? Scott Frost. Or, or, like, what if they idea. say, "Oh, we're gonna, you're not going to start AB," and then he right. comes in on the second play? They've got. They want to get they want to get out from under this contract. They're done with him. Right. And when you talk start talking about conduct detrimental to the team and they're documenting the instances in which he's missing practice. Everything is going to be documented because if they do try to get out from under it, the NFLPA is going to file a grievance. They will do something to try to appeal but so you've got to make sure you've got everything set, all the I's dotted, all the T's crossed. The other thing is in terms of punishing him it's a team with 12 rookies or first-year players. Another one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys in their second year. So 19 players, year one or year two. That's more than one-third of your roster. You've, you're trying to set an example for them. What was it that John Gruden was saying on the conference call 
on Wednesday about the culture because they've got 12 rookies in there. And it makes the decision to add A.B., Richie Incognito, Vontez Perfect, even though the latter two aren't really causing any overt problems, it makes it kind of confounding. Okay, you're trying to improve the culture, but the veterans that you bring in are so ill-tempered, have had so many issues in the past. Is this really what you want, or are you just gambling on everyone following Derek Carr's lead because Carr, a solid quarterback, but by all accounts a model citizen and a model teammate? You're hoping that they look at Derek Carr and say, this is the guy we're going to pattern ourselves after, not these other guys. Well, it's a really good point, and obviously this is a, a big win for the Broncos. Even if AB's just out, uh, I guess even only a possession, helps the Broncos a little bit. I think this is also a win for the Raiders. I think it's a win for the Raiders because I think they realized once AB got in the building, I think they realized, oh, lordy mama, what did we do <laughs> signing this guy, giving him $30 million guaranteed dollars, and then they were only proved right by the, that gut-wrenching feeling over what he's done in training camp, and now this, and I do, I mean, I have to imagine there's enough grounds for them to get out of this and, and dump him. Now, they did lose a second-round pick in the process by trading for him. That's a bummer, but you know what's a huge bummer? Is losing a second-round pick and $30 million guaranteed over the next three seasons. So this is only... A huge loss for A.B. And heck, I don't know, it may not even be a loss. He may get picked up. If he gets cut, he may get picked up by the Pats and win a Super Bowl this year. Uh, he might be too over the top for the Pats to even feel like they can rein him in. But at um, the same time, he has to go to a team like that that has an alpha dog, a quarterback that can keep him under control and that he can get along with because he didn't get along with Ben Roethlisberger. If, you, if Peyton Manning came back, not that he's going to, but that's the sort of personality that you need to keep Antonio Brown in check. It's going to be interesting to see what they do here. They can try to prove conduct detrimental. If they can prove that, then they can get out from the $30 million guaranteed and they can move on from him. Too bad for the Raiders' sake, Mike Mayock didn't come out with a big bruise on his face. I think that would probably be conduct detrimental to the team. It should be pretty easy for them to prove this. I think so. There may be an appeals process. Um, the, uh, the other question I have is, does Antonio Brown want to play? And and not I'm I'm talking about this in two different facets. Does he want to play right now against the Broncos on Monday night after essentially you know the the Raiders have embarrassed him in the media? Does he want to play football? Does he like football? Because it doesn't feel like it. It's a great point. Didn't he have those? Didn't he say that? I don't know if it was on the radio on TV. Said I don't need the game anymore. Right. That's risky to then go and pay a guy $30 million guaranteed when he says he doesn't need this. I'm right. about to be officially wrong on wanting Antonio Brown. <laughs> it's getting real close. About to be? It, it's not over yet because as I've maintained the whole time, if he goes out there and has a great season and the Raiders win, win some games and, what, and their offense can roll, well, then I'll still have a leg to stand on. But if he gets cut before they even ever – puts on the uniform, I don't really have a case anymore. <laughs> How often have you seen a player with this many red flags so close to the season, some of which are popping up daily, have a great season? though? Not, not that, that I can remember. Could you imagine this scenario happening in Denver? It's not Joe Flacco who's doing this. It's Vaughn Miller. Now, obviously, Vaughn doesn't have the, the, the same background as A.B., but a non-quarterback 
star, one of the highest, highest paid, paid. Yep, highest played guy on your team, going up to John Elway in front of everyone, in front of the whole team, screaming at him and threatening to punch him in the face. I mean, this is the drama that we're talking about that's going on in Oakland, what, four days before the regular season starts? And we thought it was crazy back in 09 when Brandon Marshall was pulling the ball away from team equipment guys and punting it off into Never Never Land. Hunting football, just like uh, AB. Yes. Um, we I mean, thought it was. We thought it was intense when Von Miller cropped John Elway out of an Instagram right, right. photo. Like that was the peak that of anti John Elway <laughs> drama. Um, th- but there's a respect thing there, and you you mentioned it. John Elway commands a lot more respect than Mike Mayock. Mike Mayock is a TV guy mm-hmm. who now is being put in this position of power, and the, I don't think the players. I mean, definitely Antonio Brown doesn't respect him, but he certainly doesn't command the type of respect that John Elway does. No, and I think with Mike Mayock, the other thing to consider is that he's made comments about pretty much every guy in that locker room at some point, and that there may be some grudges held if he wasn't high on some of those guys. I wonder. It's a fascinating I wonder, dynamic mm-hmm. to watch. That's interesting. I wonder what he said about Antonio Brown coming out. Mm. I don't know if they said that much. Remember, AB was a six-round pick, and. <laughs> Probably said a lot more about Emmanuel Sanders than AB. And here's one more class. And he, and here's one more thing is he's now had to have two press conferences that had no quite like he ended with no questions in his first preseason as the GM there. That's never happened with John Elway, I don't think. And the other thing with Mike Mayock, this is the guy that used to do the famously lengthy conference calls on the draft for when he was working for NFL Network, NFL.com, that he'd you know, go on for two hours and answer questions about every guy. And he would have this press conference at the end of the combine that they had they could have gone for two hours because there were so many questions. And you know, he's giving these expansive responses. And now, as GM Mike May- Mayock, he's basically kind of having to go into turtle turtle shell almost, go tortoise mode. I think this also shows that the honeymoon phase with with John Gruden and Mike Mayock may be over, and it may be already trending in a wrong direction, which that is a massive win for the Broncos and a huge loss for the Raiders because John Gruden wanted A.B., if Mike Mayock's doing this, now I, I understand it was probably A.B. that was on the loose for all of this, but still Mike Mayock's putting up a fight. If, if John Gruden really wanted him here, and let's say uh, A.B. comes to John Gruden and says all this stuff, may, maybe John just, just takes it, and Mike Mayock's not doing that, and I, that could cause some tension between the head coach and GM. John Gruden thinks that he can handle any player with talent, right. even though there is evidence in the past to show that those guys can cause him problems. Go back to Keyshawn Johnson. He inherited Keyshawn Johnson when he took over the Bucks. By the second half of the 2003 season, Keyshawn Johnson was given the soft suspension. We're going to deactivate you every week. We're not going to pay. We're not going to play you anymore. We're going to pay you, but not play you. So, at what point? And, and I, you know, he had Michael Pittman. In, and he was a guy that had significant character issues before uh, the Bucks signed him to replace Warwick Dunn, who was pretty much the opposite uh, type of person and player. John Gruden likes taking these risks on these players with talent but character deficiencies, but they haven't worked out very well in general. So at what point is he going to learn and stop being seduced by the talent? That's probably what people, listeners of this podcast are saying about me. 
<laughs> when is Ryan going to learn? It's not all about the talent. Uh, it is. It's a really interesting situation there. I love that it's happening to the Raiders. It's so perfect. Uh, our boy Brandon Perna tweeted, if Antonio Brown was an organization, he would be the Raiders. And I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so, I think that's so perfect. It is perfect. Um, last quick thing here. There is football, real tangible games that count starting tonight. And isn't that a beautiful thing? And as we always do on this podcast, we pick the game. So Thursday night football predictions, boys. Bears minus three. Are they at home? Yes. So what you feel? Bears at home, minus three, taking on Zach's Packers, led by Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, my Packers. Hey, I'm the shareholder here. <laughs> <laughs> so who do you got? You taking your team? You know, for a long time, my Super Bowl pick from the NFC for about six, seven, seven consecutive years was the Packers. <sighs> I'm not saying I've learned my lesson just yet. Um, I am saying that even in the midst of a dreadful Green Bay season last year, the Packers came within seven points of beating the Bears at Soldier Field. I've got to see more from the Bears, yes, even more than 12-4 and four before I'm picking against Aaron Rodgers in this game. I'm going with Green Bay. I, too, am going with Green Bay in this one. And the reason is because I think the Bears are going to end up being the most overrated team in football this year. They're a huge regression candidate. Every analytic shows that. And I'm not even an analytics guy. I can just see that with my eyes. Uh, They lost Vic Fangio. And that, to me, is such a massive loss for them. Chuck Pagano, nice enough guy. Uh, He's a bolder guy. He is a bolder guy, a Fairview guy at that. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and I like him a lot as a person, and I, and I kind of like his demeanor uh, as a head coach. I don't think he's a great defensive coordinator, and I think that they are going to take a massive step back on defense this year, and I think Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, and the boys are going to expose that right off the bat tonight. Mm, I don't – I'm not worried about the Bears' defense without Fangio. I'm not that worried. Do I think they'll take a step back? Yes. Do I think it's going to be monumental or significant? Not really, but I don't trust Mitchell Trubisky. I don't. I don't. And I think it's crazy to give Aaron Rodgers three points. So, wow. I'm going to roll with You've the Packers. You've matured this offseason. Even the on the road. I thought, I thought you, I was hoping both of you were going to take the Bears. But, nope. There we are. Just agreeing again. Yeah, that's kind of lame. And we get three points. We're all starting with the exact same record in, in picking <laughs> these games right off the bat, no matter what. Um, as I watch this game tonight and I think I can uh, say this for the three of us, there will be a Breckenridge beer in my hand. Mm. I haven't Since we began this beautiful partnership with the good folks at Breckenridge, I haven't had a chance to watch a football game and drink a Breckenridge beer, and that is going to be a cathartic experience for me tonight. Uh, shout out to Breckenridge. There's so many good options. As I said on the Buffs pod, I will not be drinking Strawberry Sky this week as it comes in a red can, but there's so many other good options. Uh, probably go with the summer pills tonight, as long as the weather holds up in this hot it's gonna summer day. It's going to feel like summer for another week here, so I think you're good. Yep, summer pills and Thursday night football, a match made in heaven, a damn good combination. Also a damn good combination is Strava, Kraft, and coffee. Those three things 
coffee, and CBD. Also another great combination. Uh, Strava Craft is some CBD-enriched coffee, and it is pretty tasty. I recommend you check it out. And, and if you use the promo code BSN2019 at checkout, they'll ship it straight to your door. It's a great product. You have the CBD in there. You can get it without the CBD if you want. If you just want the straight-up coffee as well. They have espresso. They've got so many options, and you can choose how much infusion you want in there based on uh, you know what you may be dealing with and what you're trying to fix. So make sure you check out Strava Craft Coffee which probably wouldn't be a great combination with Breckenridge Brewery unless they did like a, unless they did like a Java Porter. With mm. CBD. Imagine that. That's a series. That could a, be a power couple. That packs a punch. That'd be a, that'd be a power triple. Power. Is that what we have? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Power trio, <laughs> I think, is what you're looking for. Or is it an M-Power trio? Oh. oh. I, uh, <laughs> I heard a, a, a new album title from Zach. What was it? Uh, what was it? Whoa, mama! <laughs> what did you say? Ouchie, mama! It's something like that. I'll think of it later. We've got to keep track of these album I titles. Know. How did I already forget? We're rolling it? them left and right too. How did I already forget it? That makes me oh, so sad. Oh lordy, mama! Oh lordy, mama! That is such a good name for a blues album. Well, then just call the band the Power Trio. That's a good name for a band. I don't think it's in use. The, the Power, Power Trio. trio. Mm. In, in their new album, Oh Lordy Mama. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. That's got to be a sad one. Oh Lordy Mama? No. no oh, it's a happy one? No, I think it's like oh, some upbeat okay. blues. You, yeah. You, you say a phrase like that, it's like if you had some amazing food at some dive that you weren't <laughs> expecting, like, Oh Lordy Mama, that's good. <laughs> yes, yes. It's got that's, some southern flair, a little spice to it. <laughs> that's me having pimento cheese balls mm. in Atlanta. I'm so I, I had a Lordy Mama reaction when I had those when I was down in Atlanta for the Braves Brewers series back in May. Never had the cheese balls with oh. the pimento. I've had the sandwich. Mm. Can we mention an out-of-town brew pub? Sure. Terrapin Tap Room, which is right by SunTrust Park in Atlanta. That's where I had these pimento cheese balls that were incredible. Wow. Sounds good. Getting me I'm hungry. I'm so hungry. <laughs> I have, all I had this morning was a, was not even like my actual protein shake, just like a muscle milk on the go. Mm, I'm wow. struggling. Wow. I'm struggling. All right. We got a lot of questions. Shocker. Let's start it up, Zach. What do you got? All right. First one coming in. Oh, my gosh. There's so many. I got to scroll like no other. <laughs> this is absolutely insane, Ryan. What do we have? 44 today? Oh, man. That's what it was before the podcast. And the first one is coming in from Chef Adam L. He says, just to help Ryan, lead poisonings reference from the, today's podcast is about an orange shirt makes you a great target. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the help, though. Uh, next one oh. here comes from <laughs> what? Nothing. What? No, nothing, nothing, nothing. You just threw your hands up. <laughs> no, not about that. Not about you. Okay, all right. I'm confused. I'm very confused. <laughs> right. From DJC15, so excited about this weekend. Going to be filled with a job interview, college and NFL football, Breck Brewskis, and some Chad Kanoff. <laughs> Jeez, man. Jeez. By the way, the ham and cheese hot pockets with the croissant crust is the best. And oh, Zach, you just said you're hungry, so you aren't getting out of this one. <laughs> you are eating a hot pocket today because I have one here in the freezer at the you BSN office. But does it. it have croissant crust? That's the thing. It is not. It is the classic crust. I wanted Zach to get the true classic Hot Pocket experience. Whatever classic crust means. What was the original Hot Pocket, by the way? The original flavor. Was uh, it ham and cheese? Probably lava. 
<laughs> that's what comes out of it anytime you open one of those up. Boiling hot magma. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, he also says, side note, Lone Star Bronco. I couldn't find the BSN Lone Star page, but you can add me on Facebook. Yeah, you can see that, Lone Star. Uh, next one's from RDD Halliwall. Welcome, Mace. Welcome home, Mace. Ooh. An already awesome podcast just got more awesome. It's like having John Elway, Terrell Davis, and Vaughn Miller on the same team. Or pick your own three Broncos. Great. All right. Who, who uh, Do I get to be John Elway since I'm the, the driver of the podcast? Sure. Sure. That's All fine. right. Now you guys can duke it out for TD and Vaughn. Mace, you're chill. I'm happy with either. Or pick your own three Bronco greats. <laughs> I'm going to go with Floyd Little. The you're, franchise. You're Floyd Little? I'm shocked you're not going Steve. Oh, man. Yeah, I guess I should go Steve. Floyd Little, I feel like is, uh, yeah, I feel like it fits you more. Yeah. You know, I'll go TD, your sidekick. Well, now I just have two running backs. What am I supposed <laughs> to do with that? I can That's catch passes out of the backfield. All right, fine. Ask right. Marlon Briscoe about that one with Floyd. Hey. Uh, he says, hey, guys, just wanted your thoughts on the new stadium name. We already got to that. Uh, I'm from California, and I'm not familiar with the company. Neither are we. <laughs> Bring in Steve Atwater and take my money for a lifetime subscription. One can hope. Oh. Well, if you drive down 25, and they're right there in DTC. Three towers right there, Ryan. You, they're your neighbors. Who? In power. Oh, really? Yes. They're right there. They're in your neighborhood. Oh, there are those three ones that yes. look the, they own all of them? Apparently. Wow. <laughs> they're balling out. I actually like those buildings. They look nice. Well, I like the way they light them up for different things throughout the year. You see Christmas colors. You see pink uh, in October for breast cancer awareness, that sort of thing. They right. use the... They use the real estate very well, considering how many cars come streaming by on a daily basis. Speaking of John Owen, Von Miller, Empower is hosting them today to celebrate this. Doesn't that sound fun? Wow. <laughs> Are they going to talk about retirement plans? <laughs> Vaughn's John hoping should, to make some quarterbacks retire. But John should probably be working on his. I bet you he has I been. think he's good. <laughs> Next one's from Seth M. He says, Mace. Everyone writes your name in all caps. They're excited. Welcome to the family. It's going to be great to have you here. First off, it's pretty damn cool to know that I'll forever be a part of the BSN history books by starting the whole seven-minute soak debate. <laughs> I always get a good laugh whenever it's mentioned. Now for an actual question. I'm sure you're familiar with the bad word, Mary kill game. Are you guys, you know, you know what we're talking yes. about? Yep, yes. yep, yep. Um, of course I do, Seth. We can just call it kiss, Mary kill. <laughs> yes, let's do that. So uh, your choices, Paxton Lynch, <laughs> this just got weird. Trevor <laughs> Simeon and Kevin Hogan, kiss, Mary kill. Kiss, and so what did we replace K with? Kiss, Mary, kill instead of F. F. Oh, oh, instead of L. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good I one. I think I first heard of this mm. in regards to the Golden Girls. Wow. Someone suggested. I'm like, what's wrong with you? I'm not familiar <laughs> with the uh, the reference. The Golden uh, Girls? Yep. I, I don't know what that is. You don't know what the Golden Girls is. It was a TV show back in the 80s and 90s. Okay. I think I knew it was a TV show. It was the, you know. Older ladies that uh, lived in in Florida. Betty White was on there. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I'm getting I'm getting me. stares here. How do you not know what the? Maybe it's because I lived in Florida for a while, and there are people like those in the neighborhood that I grew up in. But yeah, Mace talking about things that we don't know. About wow, going to be a great new subplot of this podcast. Oh my goodness, yeah. Go look on YouTube. All right. Anyway. Zach, I'm like making you start here. Me? I got to go first. I don't want to kill any of these guys. Okay. How about kiss, Mary punch? Kiss, Mary. Pu okay. Punch and Paxton. No death involved. Punch and Paxton. Oh, man. Between these two. How do I not marry and kiss Trev? <laughs> <laughs> That's your boy. Uh, you know, kiss. You get, you get a kiss over with, so I'll kiss Hogan. 
Mary Trap. He just got married. So. I think it's the best. Uh, the, you have to marry the best one, the one that you can live with. I could live with Trevor <laughs> Simeon as my backup quarterback we go. for 10 to 15 years. So okay. I'm marrying Trevor Simeon. I'm kissing Kevin Hogan. I'm punching <laughs> Paxton Lynch. I think I'm on the same page. Did everyone have the same answer? Yep. yep. Uh, there's something about Kevin Hogan that is kind of punchable, though. Why? Yeah. He seems, he's a nice guy. He's a nice I guy. I thought he was a nice guy. <laughs> I don't like yeah, no, he yeah. I think it's because he beat the Buffs in college. Mm, get over it, man. Well, he got his start, right? Uh, yeah, That's exactly. He, he like had his coming out party against the Buffs. Everyone does that. Khalil Tate, another example. Next one coming in from Mark Shippers. He says, hi, guys. Hope all is well. Super excited about the new addition to the team and look forward to all the coverage. I was at Dove Valley one day before the 2018 camp, just checking it out before family vacation in the mountains. I saw Mace in the little media room thing between the team store and the practice field. It was pretty cool. I probably creeped him out because I stood there for a little too long. But oh well. Go Denver, go BSN, and go all of you guys, Mark in Kansas. We actually got quite used to people walking past the team store and taking a gander at the radio magic going on there in the uh, then Orange and Blue 760 studio. So we appreciate the fact that people were looking in. I wouldn't say it was anyone kind of creeping on us. We just got accustomed to it. The only problem was that you couldn't hear. Like, you should have been able to hear. Right. Mm. There should have been like a small little speaker outside of it that put it out into the lobby. Oh, and here's what's interesting now. I'm actually going back there tonight because I'm uh, doing my regular Thursday segment on Broncos Country tonight with uh, Ryan Edwards and Benjamin Albright on KOA uh, after Thursday Night Football. And um, they're still doing it there, but nobody can come by because because it's closed. So Mm. basically the entire facility is closed down for the night, and we're going to be the only ones in there talking on the radio. It's going to be a little bizarre. Make sure you get a plug for bsndenver.com backslash subscribe. I plan to. <laughs> That's part of the point here, right? I love that people have like uh, – it's like Mace is, a, is like a, a celebrity. People yep. are like, this one time I saw Mace. It was so awesome. I literally saw him. It changed my life, made my family vacation. Yeah, they're like, oh, man, this is so cool. Every time I saw him, I'm like, Mace. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. Um this one now comes in from Count Flacula. I'm going to try and stall a little bit here because Brandon Spano is whispering <laughs> sweet nothings into Andrew Mason's and ear. And this one is directed just to Mace. Okay, Ooh. exactly. So All the right. next question. Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> the next one's from Count Flacula. Brandon had some business to attend to. He says, hey, Mace, two questions. One, I'm sure Dead Tone 2 is already in post-production, but any chance RK and Zach can get a Rutger Hauer-esque cameo in dead tone three well first of all i would love to say dead tone two is in post-production it's still in script development Uh. so i can assure you that i'm going to write in roles for you i mean how do you want to go do you want decapitation (laughs) do you want the femoral artery Hmm. cut the carotid artery cut i want something yeah something bloody yeah i was gonna say something juicy you want to be quartered sure more like more like blown up kind of. Yeah, oh, blown be, up. Yeah, yeah. Like into a, a mist. Yeah, from okay. the stomach. I eat something. But oh part of it, God. Dead Tone 2, I'm writing a role for Peyton Manning. We'll see if we get him in there. Mm. But I want Peyton. I'm writing the role of a sheriff mm. for Peyton Manning. And Ooh. as suggested by a listener, one of his lines is going to be, is going to regard a past working in Omaha. So we can say, when I was in Omaha, 
Omaha. Mm. There's there's going to be a lot of Bronco fan service in this movie. Just so, so you guys know, Mace is really excited about this. <laughs> I can see it in his eyes. Uh, he goes on and says, do you mind if I retell your Moby Dick slash Ferris Bueller bit to my buddies? It's literally maybe the funniest thing I have ever heard. Please do. And just to familiarize you guys with this, if you look at Ferris Bueller's day off, it is basically Moby Dick. You view, you view Ed Rooney as Captain Ahab. And he's on this futile, <laughs> maddening quest for the white whale, Ferris Bueller. Okay, there's only one problem. <laughs> because it goes, but the thing is, Ahab Ahab loses his mind. He goes. Mace he goes doesn't know what's happening yet. Speaking gibberish. <laughs> Neither Zach or I Wait, know anything about did, Moby Dick. What schools did you go to? Did you not read Moby Dick? I was probably supposed to. Yeah, oh my God. Come on. Yeah, I think I was all supposed to read like Great Expectations and a bunch of other books. You that, could watch Star Trek First Contact and get the reference because they bring it up. Didn't watch Star mm, Trek. Mm, that <laughs> oh, was man. awesome. That was so awesome. We got to work on you, but yes. You should have seen, as Mace was telling us, Zach. And he's just, saying it's the funniest thing he's ever heard, and you guys are just like. Zach and I made eye contact, and I instantly knew he was on the same page as me. That was great. All right, next one. <laughs> next one is from uh, Phil McGroin. He says, my Lord, Zach, you best be eating a Hot Pocket before Monday. Oh, it's mm. happening today. I've been waiting literally years, I believe, for this. I don't think it's been quite that long, but that's. I think it started this off season, If not last. You think it started last? No, it started this offseason. Oh, this offseason. Yep. That's yep. how long it's been. Wow. Wow. Great to have Mace. Question for you three. If you gentlemen had to name a few fun players to follow, I'm assuming on social media, not just in life, who would it be? <laughs> hmm. hmm. Wow. Not Sue Cravens. I was going to no. say, unless you want entertainment, some weird entertainment. Well, he's gone... Uh, He's gone protected, so if you're not following him now, you're not getting in. Trust me, you're not missing out. I'm in. Um, Vaughn actually has a lot of good content. He has a new, like I guess he's calling it a lifestyle page on Instagram called yep. VM Studio 58. It's just cool. to You kind of get like a little window into his life. He's always hanging out with someone notable uh, and, and has pictures with them. So It's starting to feel kind of slick and produced, though. And I don't know. I kind of like it when it's just organic and off the cuff. For sure. What bit. what else is uh? Then you certainly won't like Emmanuel Sanders. His is very much produced. I unfollowed. I think. <laughs> is that uh, is that is that something that could like get me in trouble in the locker room? Like some player like, bro, why'd you unfollow me on, <laughs> on Instagram? That'd mean you're big time. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be a good would, sign. They would notice. I'm trying to think if you can get anyone that's Here's that a, hangs out with Vaughn a lot, and you kind of get the behind the scenes unfiltered. Will Parks. Vaughn. Yep. Will Parks Will's is the good. one that popped in my mind. Is the best follow on Twitter. And I think, and Will's very real, very authentic yep. about who he is. Here's a on take. Twitter. Most athletes kind of suck on social media. It's really true. So. It's really true. I was trying to pick, pick my brain. I thought there'd be a lot of good ones. No, there's not. They get no. better when they retire. Yes. Cause then they, they have a lot to say right. and they're really and, bored. And it also seems like some of the best follows on social media are the guys who were kind of mediocre as players. Like, he didn't play for the Broncos. I think Dan Orlovsky, who breaks down some film, but is also very self-deprecating yep. about what kind of quarterback he was when he played. I think he's a tremendous follow. I love guys like that. Jacob Tammy, a former Bronco, is another good Twitter follow who will chime in on things from time to time. I don't I follow him. Jacob Tammy would be a good follow. I can't believe Jacob Tammy got <laughs> mentioned on this podcast. Um, the next one, 
here comes in from you want to get top cider 20 says you got me we got him i've been listening since last year's training camp and it was just the right thing to do i became a broncos fan around 2004 when i started playing football i played cornerback so you can guess my favorite player lenny walls me i played cornerback too Yeah, probably champ. I'm born and raised in the huge city of Jacksonville, Florida, which may not be bigger than most cities in Alaska, but way more fun. It actually is in square miles. It's the biggest city square mileage-wise in uh, America. Mace, you uh, just, you you just be- missed it by a week. <laughs> yeah, you should have been listening in last week, Mace, when we discovered that it's actually the biggest city on the mainland. Yep. Oh. Yep. Because I thought Alaska. the same as well. Really? Sit- Sitka? Sitka. Sitka, like Sitka, Ditka. Alaska is more yeah. square miles. Yep, yeah. and, and three other wow. places in Alaska as oh. well. Well, yep. shut my mouth. <laughs> I've never Zach been... Zach said the same thing as you, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I did, I did. He says, I've never been to Denver, but all of that will change the end of this month. I'm going to the Broncos-Jags game. I'll be with a bunch of people that are diehard Jags fans. Those and don't be exist. chanting, what is it, Duval? Duval, Duval. Duval. as in Duval County. Right. Jacksonville so cool. is Jacksonville and Duval County are basically one and the same. Why are people so proud of their county? Very bizarre. Because it's something that's a little bit esoteric that people may not know. Everyone knows Jacksonville, but not everyone may know Duval County. So it's something that they own. Shout out yeah. Boulder County. Baby. And, and doesn't it sound better to yell Duval than Jacksonville? Yes. I don't know if either of them really roll off the tongue. But Duval well, can go, it's the Doo. 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 Every Doo. time you get a player yeah. who's got the ooh sound in his first name or last name. Are we breaking that out for Troy Fumagalli? Boom. On his four catches this year? Hey. Let's do it. <laughs> it's still a thing. Buffs used to have a guy named Hugh Charles. He did Hugh. Then they had Jeremy Bloom. Yeah, that's sweet. If we did it in the press box, no one would hear us. Outside the press. Well, that, oh, that yeah. means you have yeah. to go on Twitter when he makes a catch. Like, if he makes a grab on Monday, I'll tweet out, oh, The Buffs also had Spruce. Mm. Anyway. He says, the whole trip is going to be surreal walking into that stadium. I'd love to hear some cool things to do that weekend. I'll be there from Friday morning till Tuesday night. Thanks for the best Bronco coverage around and happy to be a part of the fam. P.S. I already have a Broncos tattoo, but I n- want another one on my trip. Do you guys have a good shop to recommend? Mm. I thought he was, I I was going to go full BSM Broncos. I have no honest. tattoos, so I can't help you there. Sorry, there are, there's a collective <laughs> zero tattoos unless Zach's not telling us something. You don't have to worry. I'm hiding nothing. Um, on well, this, I've always wanted one, to be honest. But stuff to do. Okay, this is obvious, but Rockies are in town that weekend. So go to Coors Field on Good. Friday or Saturday. That's, That's a must-do. And there'll be plenty of places to sit. Well, Friday is a fireworks night. Oh. They're playing the Brewers to close the season. So Friday might be – you can get a ticket, but it'll be more expensive than Saturday. It just depends what you want. Right. But Friday will have the advantage of the fireworks, sunset. It's probably the one I would recommend going to if you're going to be there by then. That's a good one. We always recommend Coors Field. And um, then make plenty of time to hang out in Lodo, hit a couple of brew pubs, yep. Uber or cabin, don't drive – have a good time. Enjoy some local brews. Try out the scooters downtown. They're awesome. <laughs> uh, Breck s- Brewery on Saturday. Go yep. to their oh, restaurant yeah, down in Littleton. That's awesome. Uh, Red Rocks. I'm sure there's something going on at Red Rocks. Yep. Yep. My Brother's Bar to grab some some food when you're downtown. They bring you a giant cart of <laughs> condiments. That's the That'd best be thing right there. And it's real old school Denver as well. You go, you go in there and you see the concert posters from like 1968, 19. 
70, the old Denver Pop Festival back in 69, for example. It just It takes you back a few decades. It's a good old school vibe. You could probably walk there from Coors Field if you wanted to. One day when the BSN book comes out, there will be a part about a legendary moment in the history that happened there. But mm. you guys will have to wait for that one. All right. Next one is from UK Broncos UK. Still redundant. For non-international sporting rivalries, you should look not you should not look beyond Yorkshire versus Lancashire. Is that how you say that? Correct. Good job. Boom. In cricket. How do we forget that? In cricket, there tend to be more homegrown players than in other sports, which mm. makes it even more special. And the atmospheres are electric. The rivalry stems from the War of the Roses in the 15th century, of course. Right. Yeah, so it's basically older than the United States, if you're looking for the origin of this rivalry. Jeez. Watch the video from 4.15. He links the video mm-hmm. to 6.30, and you'll understand. Update. Mace, with your Yorkshire roots, you should know all about this. I'm from Yorkshire as well. And Yorkshire Day and Colorado Day fall on the same day. It's a match made in heaven. So I'm, I guess I, I guess this is the right place for me. The other thing, if one of the there's one scenic vista in the Colorado or in, in the Denver area, you go south of town between uh, 470 and Castle Rock, and this is specifically in the springtime after snowfalls when everything is green and lush, and you see kind of the the the, hill, the hills and um, you see, you know, you see a couple, a couple of, uh, you know, features kind of jutting out of the, the ground. There's an that area actually reminds me of the Yorkshire Dales a little bit. Hmm. When you get between 470 and Castle Rock. Well, there you go, Mace. A little slice of home. <laughs> so, or yes. for UK Broncos UK. The ha- and UK you Broncos UK. How do you feel? But what's your opinion on Yorkshire pudding? Mm. I'd like uh, to know. Does my, it have blood in it? No, no, no. My okay. it's it's basically a pastry, and you put gravy over it. My grandmother when she would come visit and spend like three or four months with us in the States coming over from Yorkshire made it all the time. And it is something that you really can't find on many American restaurants. When I was in Victoria, British Columbia, they had Yorkshire pudding on the menu. I made sure I got it as my side. And it was tremendous. What does pudding have like 700 different meanings? What do you mean? Like you, you pudding can mean like blood. that. That was that's gravy over a pastry. Pudding blood pudding. Be, yep, yep, it can have blood. Blood pudding is a, it, it could be has been banned on this podcast. Blood pudding. Talk about I it. will admit, blood pudding is nasty. All right, all right. Well, <laughs> Mace has experienced so much more of life it's than us. Vile. I, I, I can't do it. I'll you do can the have f- chocolate pudding too. Okay, so you got chocolate blood pudding is really just chocolate pudding in different form. Like it's just with it's still blood. pudding. I don't, I don't think it's different form. I think that's a whole different category. I mean, oh, you got bread pudding, right? See, that's just bread. This is confusing. It is confusing. <laughs> Next one coming in from True Champ, Ch- True Champ Fan Twenty Four. He says, "My people, I don't know why there's so much hate for the new stadium rights at you, Ryan." <laughs> he says, "Welcome to Empower Stadium at Mile High." Nope, it's I- Empower Field. It's Empower well, Stadium would have sounded better. <laughs> I love the sound of that more than Sports Authority Field at Mile High. I don't. Sure, it's not in Vesco Field like a couple of us 90s kids had growing up, but I like it. Hope everyone has a great day, except for you, LA. Sports Authority was a terrible name. I'm sorry. I didn't like it because it didn't roll off the tongue. At least in Vesco Field at Mile High sounded smooth. And Power Field at Mile High. Sports Authority Field at Mile High. It was just too many syllables. Fair enough. Fair enough. I want to try and stump the mace. <laughs> uh, what was the first ever event at Invesco Field at Mile High? Um. Ooh. It wasn't a Bronco game. No, it wasn't. It's a concert, right? Yep. Who? The Eagles. Okay. Mm. Were, were you guessing the who? No, 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 oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was living down in Fort Lauderdale then. I don't know who was performing. Fair enough, fair enough. Yes. 
But I knew it wasn't a game. Got him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyways, next one's from Nacho Brad. You want to read this one, Mace? Yeah, sure. Years ago, I was at the Mile High Mountain Village place at the stadium listening to the live pregame show, and I told my wife, hey, that's Andrew Mason, my favorite Broncos writer. I got to go say hi. So I did. I returned, (laughs) and she laughed at me saying I looked just like I met my favorite movie star. So you were just saying, Mace is a celeb. Oh, man. I'm blushing here reading that. Years later, same wife drove with me to Flagstaff for a frickin' breakfast burrito. <laughs> and that's how he became originally Burrito Brad and later Nacho yes. Brad. Yes. It's been quite a journey as a random Broncos fan. It's amazing to have the three of you together now in one spot. It's a damn good podcast. We are now ready for the season. Bring on the Raiders. Also, I want to time the Shield 616 donation. The Fantasy League to so the start of the season. We'll be making the payment soon. And I'll share the note I send with any everyone. Last in relevance, but first in your hearts, Nacho Brad. Thank I think you, Brad. we're pretty close to a thousand dollars to Shield Six One Six, which is pretty cool Great. from the fantasy league. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, next one's from Broncos Rush. He says everyone's going crazy about the new stadium name. I'm sure everyone's still going to call it Mile High. Probably true. Yep, I will too until the Broncos yell at me. Uh, trust me I went through this a few years ago here in Cleveland we had this beautiful amazing name for our baseball stadium Jacobs Field aka the Jake then it became Progressive Field well they had to progress Uh, I cannot tell you a single person I know since the naming rights purchase was made that's ever called it by its new legal name long live the Jake and long live Mile Mm -hmm. High well Qualcomm Stadium in San Diego a lot of people still call it the Murph as in Jack Murphy Stadium that wasn't even the original name it was San Diego Stadium and then after Jack Murphy, a sports writer. By the way, why don't they name more stadiums after sports writers? I don't know. <laughs> Money isn't there. Yeah. <laughs> Mason Stadium. I like it. Just Mace, Mace Field. Mace Field. Mace Field rolls off the tongue. If you got $5 million to throw over for the next 21 years, you can Th- get that done. That's the thing. I mean, you could hit the lottery and basically write a check for all of your winnings per year. Like, let's say you get $6 million a year. Okay, well, here you go. I think, um, I think I'd rather go buy a low-level soccer team and and put my name naming rights on a stadium. And I'd call the team. I'd name the team after me. It'd be like Mason FC. I would have a build. I would have a building built on uh, for the journalism school on CU's campus and have that named after me. Mm. Ooh. But they should they should give the the press box more to writers, not PR people. Well, the, the PR people kind of run it and. They're a staple in the press box. Oh, I they get, totally are. I get it with Jim Sakamano. Oh, Sacco's a legend. But like, you go down to Tampa at um, Emily Arena where the Tampa Bay Lightning play. It's the Tom McEwen press box. Tom McEwen was a longtime sports columnist for the Tampa Tribune. I just think that's a sweet tip of the cap. It makes the media feel more important. How about this? Empower Stadium at Mile High Zach Stephen Field. Hmm, it's got a ring to it. Yeah, it does. It flows off the tongue, doesn't it? Well, it needs, it. We need a nickname. Well, I mean, Mile High obviously works, but technically the Mile High is gone. This is a different stadium than Mile High. So, But the spot is Mile High. If the field is at Mile High, maybe you're just calling that whole district Mile High. That na- If the Broncos develop that area south of the stadium in the parking lot, they've talked about that. If they do a development sort of like they have in Atlanta around SunTrust Park, Downtown Philly. St. Louis around Bush Stadium, um, what the Rockies want to do around Coors Field and what they're already starting to build, 
then maybe you call the neighborhood Mile High, and then it's basically Empower Field at the kind of the general Mile High neighborhood. Not bad. I just like the Jake is such a sweet nickname. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it sounds so great. And then you've got like like the Buffs. We call the basketball stadium the Keg because it's the Coors Event Center. Like that sounds cool. You know, a long time ago when you got your stats, they give you a can of beer with them after basketball games. <laughs> according to, according to reporters who covered the the Buffs back in the eighties and the Big Eight days. They give you your stats and you get a beer. The forty uh, nine Levi's, right? yeah, Levi's gives you beer after the mm-hmm. game. Anchor Man, steam, that good is, stuff. That is sweet. Next one from Burrito Chatty says, if a wide receiver or cornerback knows he is a fringe roster guy, why wouldn't that player simply learn to take punts? Take a guy like Fred Brown for example. I'm relatively confident he would have made the team if he could return punts, as he certainly showed enough to be considered a wide receiver five or six. What am I missing? He was doing that after practice. He would always work with the jugs machine fielding punts and kickoffs. So I think he was trying to make an impression, but they never put him out there for games. So obviously, watching him do that every day, they didn't see enough. To me, punt, punt and kick returner is a natural thing. It can't be taught. Some guys just have it. Some guys don't. It's a vision thing. And, you know, one thing that I did not like about the punt returners uh, back in the preseason, I felt like they dawdled too much. They didn't commit. The One thing I already see that I like about Spencer from his film is that when he sees a gap, he gets to it. He's decisive. He just goes. His return, his I think it was like 25, 27-yard return that he had in the preseason for Pittsburgh was an example of this. He says, P.S. Mace, to clarify my excitement, it has already been said by others, but this move is my favorite sports podcast, joining with my favorite media member. No hyperbole necessary. I couldn't have dra- dreamed of a better partnership. I've been, flat- I've been really flattered and touched. i got to be honest here, and I'm going to get sentimental by all this the last few days. I, I had no clue that people thought this and it's been really it's been really humbling to me and i i can't i mean i don't i i can't really make a joke about it i just all i can say is thank you to everybody who's listening everybody who's reached out on social media the last few days everyone who's emailed me the last few days it's been really cool and it's it's been really kind of fulfilling it's told me okay maybe i wasn't just kind of talking to myself all this time it's <laughs> really it's really awesome it's been cool for me to see that everyone all of you guys were excited as we were like behind closed doors when we finally you know kind of finalized this like we were doing backflips around here and to see all you know the, the rest of the family feel the same way about it has been really cool um speaking of something really cool the folks over at weinster are doing really really cool stuff in the wine community i hang i hung out with my guy will whalen last night uh who who is a a big part of what they're doing over there at weinster and he is a genius when it comes to wine and all those guys are and they're discovering wineries that most people wouldn't have ever heard of if it wasn't for them uh and and for you the listener or the future weinster subscriber you're going to really love what they do because they send you wines that you that you wouldn't normally have one once you love one of them they'll send it back to you anytime you want it with no shipping costs uh, and they've got lounges around the country, and there's all sorts of different really cool stuff you can do. So you should definitely check it out. Sign up today with the code BSN25, and you'll get $25 off your first shipment of wine. And like me, you can try to be a real grown-up. Mace, we love you, and let's hear from more people that love you. Next one's from Iceman. He says, hey, boys, Raiders week. Looking forward to the preview episode soon. One, ah, uh, podcast magic once again. Two, Denver tap water in Berkeley. Awful. Do we just mean tap water in Berkeley? So... Is there a Berkeley neighborhood in Denver that I'm not aware of? 
I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. He says, I have not drank it in the 22 years we've been living here. Three for Mr. B. Four, Mace. Do you ever drink wine, and are you older than the two 27-year-old kids? Well, he's definitely <laughs> older than us. Definitely older, yes. Do I drink wine? Not as often as I would like to. I enjoy doing it. My wife and I have done a couple of wine tours in California, one up in Napa, one in the Santa Inez Valley. If you guys saw Sideways film. Missed that one. <laughs> I recommend it. It's a Paul Giamatti kind of as most Paul Giamatti. Okay. And he, he plays a, a, an aspiring writer. So come on. Oh, got, all right. Now he, I'm interested. He's, now trying I'm interested. To, he's a teacher and he's trying, part of it is he's trying to get a novel published. So it might be up your guy. Actually, I think it would be up your guys' alley. All right. I'm but, in. But, you know, I do, I, do like dr- I do like to drink wine from time to time. Um, not as often as I, I'd like to get a chance to, but my wife and I are trying to kind of work on relaxing a little bit more when we get home a little bit and you know, kind of downshifting when we get home. A glass of wine certainly uh, does help that. Do I have the subscription service for you? <laughs> you actually really should check out wine, sir. It would be perfect for you okay. guys. Yeah. Five, Zach, listen to RK. No Philly cheesesteak hot pocket ever. I didn't think it was that bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Six, nice to hear Dre on Nick and Carl's pod yesterday. Week number one and week 12 of the BSN International Fantasy Football League. Dre versus Iceman. I have the victory song ready. Seven song words. Seven for Mr. Elway. Eight, AB meant to say... The devil is a liar. It's Queen's English, probably his third language. Someone sent me uh, via DM. There's a Rick Ross song called The Devil is a Lie. Kind of slaps, too. Mm, it's slaps. a bop, as Listen you would to say. You. Yeah, bop. I understand that. He goes, nine. Glad I only drink beers with all the North Carolina references. Well, we could take it to another level and reference North Carolina beers, especially from out of Asheville. We've got... Uh, some Colorado breweries that have their East Coast operations there, but like, again, like Highwire can get into um, uh, Highland Brewing. They're both going to be out at the Great American Beer Festival here later this month. Hmm. Ten, the Aussies, you have to love them. Denver has more sunny days than Perth. Go Broncos. Ooh, wow. wow, hot I take. Uh, actually, probably not. From T. Meeks, hey, BSN Rockstars, longtime listener, first-time commenter here, originally from Breckenridge, now living in Bend, Oregon. The best Broncos NFL podcast just got even better with the addition of Andrew Encyclopedia Mason. Wishing we had some Breck Brew options up here, but I did love the Strawberry Sky when I was recently in Denver after seeing a rare walks Rocks win at the Blake Street Tavern. Can't wait for my Mile High Mafia shirt and just wanted to say awesome work. Keep it up and go Broncos. Thank you. You guys really got to check out that Mile High Mafia shirt. It's fire. You want the next one, Mace? Yeah, sure. From Alaska Preston. Hey, fellas, no question here. So, of course, feel free to skip this, but we're not. But I had a couple of pieces of personal football news I wanted to share. Number one, my little brother was pulled up to be the backup varsity quarterback. He started awesome. the season as the first ever sophomore QB to get the start on JV at his school, and his hard work has really paid off. Right Tip on. Tip cap to you. Way right to go. On. He's going to school in the Denverish area, and I might have to make a trip down to see his team beat up on the McCaffreys at Valor Christian. I would choose a different Best game. Best of luck <laughs> in that case. I'll just do a different game. <laughs> if this is the case, I'd love to buy the three of you beers if that's a possibility. We'll try to make that happen. Number two, my good friend and former roommate Sua Opeta was signed to the Eagles practice squad this weekend. Nice. He had the highest number of bench press bench press reps at the combine this year as a fantastic player yeah we were actually watching uh, uh the sua opeta reps from radio row where 
Ryan Edwards and Steve Atwater and I were, so had a wow. chance to see that. Best Sua in the NFL, I'd say. <laughs> right now, that's true. I guess I have, for the first time in my life, a team outside the Broncos to root for. He's seriously a phenomenal athlete and amazing person. I'm hoping someday he winds up in Denver. God knows our O-line could use the help. I talked with Sue at the Combine. I can echo that. He's all really, really good guy to talk to, really intelligent guy. And everyone knows, go Birds. They're one of my <laughs> four <Hey>. teams. <laughs> Alaska Preston, thanks for sharing that. We we love you guys, so we love hearing that. I need to adopt one more team before the season, just because no, 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 it's no. fun. Are there any more Bird teams that you haven't adopted? Well, we've got the Eagles, the yep. Cardinals. Yep. Do I you, don't want the Falcons. Forget about a Bird team. How do, do you like Bruce Arians or not? Uh, yeah, I like Bruce Arians. Adopt Tampa Bay. Uh, so the Jameis thing is hard for me to get around. You know what? If he bombs, they're going to pick a quarterback high next year. I, oh, maybe I get in on it now. I mean, my yeah. Madden um, QB1, I, he was drafted to the, the Buccaneers, beat out Jameis in the preseason. It was a real big victory for Ryan <laughs> Konigsberg. Yeah, maybe Jake Fromm, Tampa Bay quarterback. So you adopting them too? Um, I'll think about it. Wow, you're just taking up half the league right now. How do you or adopt Carolina? Matt Paradis is out there now. Christian McCaffrey's out there. I don't really like Cam Newton, though. Mm. These quarterbacks are making it tough. Okay, on what quarterbacks do you like that you're not adopting? Do you like you Russell should? Wilson? Well, I already adopted Kyler Murray. Um, I already... Russell Wilson, he annoys me ever since that video when he signed with the Seahawks. But it's a was, bird. I know, but it's not a real bird. A Seahawk, it's basically a seagull. Think of it that way. Don't they fly? What do you mean? Don't they have wings? Seahawks? Yeah. Well, if they were real, they would. <laughs> well, the, the logo is a design off a totem pole. Right. So It's not a real bird. But it's a bird. It's a fake real bird. It's a bird. fake bird. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I think I'm, I'll, I'll just stick with the Cardinals, Eagles, and who is – oh, and the Bills. And the Bills, <laughs> yep. yeah. Yeah, because nothing bills. is more like a bird than a buffalo – and they're the Bills, but Buffalo is their mascot, basically. Yes, and the Buffs. Yeah. That's next my tie there. Next one coming in from Coach Tobin. He says, hey, guys, I, th I had a thought that I wanted some expansion on. The Cowboys are potentially going to pay a big amount for three guys, Zeke, Dak, and Amari. I've not really seen this from the Broncos, and I'm wondering what the difference is in the organizations. The reason I ask is that the Broncos have been more successful in the last 20 years, but the Cowboys get all this attention nationally. It's annoying. Well... The Broncos put everything resource-wise into football that they possibly can, but it's well known that they're not quite as cash-rich as some other organizations slash ownership groups around the NFL. And that comes into play because all the guaranteed money in a contract you have to put in escrow, it's an NFL bylaw. It's something that some owners toward the middle and lower cash stratums of the league would like to change in the new CBA. But part of the reason they do that is you look at uh, the NHL, for example, they've had a couple of owners that came in that uh, were financially strapped and there were some contract issues there. So I don't know if it's something that ends up going through. The Bron It's not like the Broncos are needy and putting their hand out for money, but it's a, if they have a big guarantee that they've got to put an escrow, it's, not, it's something that causes some substantial uh, issue not issues but some substantial uh, accounting involved with it here's the thing here's who you're paying right now you're paying the guys from the drafts of three years ago to five years ago those guys don't exist yeah. on the broncos roster let alone the, do, are, are they up they, for are, are they players that are going to get a big payday so that's why they're not paying anyone and, right now and the broncos did pay ryan clady a nice guarantee at the time they paid demarius thomas 
they paid Von Miller. So I think that's a great point that right now they just don't have the players that you're giving those big guarantees to. One thing I want to see with the Zeke contract and then what the Cowboys do with Dak, I want to see how much of the hit they put off to 2021 and beyond because, of course, you have a new CBA for 2021. But you get to 2022, you're talking about new TV contracts with the streaming providers coming in And that may change the landscape because you may get one of the streaming services that tries to do what Fox did back in 1994 and just have an offer that blows everyone else out of the water to try to change the landscape. All right. We've got a lot of questions in little time, so we have to pick it up. (laughs) From Blue Ragoo, Ryan and Zach, as much as I love you guys, it's nice to have someone in the room who knows how to pronounce Belfry. Belfry. I definitely said Belfry. (laughs) And who isn't? So, What is Belfry? It's one of those things I know I've seen in literature, but it's hard for me to define it. All right, it's fair a enough. bell that has a fry hanging in it. Oh, yeah. oh I thought it was a city in I mean, you've heard the term the like you've heard the team term like bats in the belfry, right? Nope. Well, now you have. Oh, this is weird. <laughs> I was always the one who knew things, like like phrases and yep. and yep. places and, and movies. When Welcome. when Doug Pelfrey kicked for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, it was Chris Berman on ESPN who said bat, bats in the pelfry for him. It means a bell tower. Okay. Mm. So there you go. We're, really, we're really going fast. Anyway. Uh, and who isn't surprised that Ford followed Nixon? Wait, what? You guys didn't know that? <laughs> uh, definitely not. Again, what kind uh, of history are they teaching at the schools up here? Come on. You, they, who knows what they're teaching? It's whether or not we were listening. I was a political science major as well. Oh. What, what they do is they go like to the 1700s and then they jump into future stuff. Okay. Yeah, I just I I don't have room for let's, anything in my brain except for the buffs. Let's forget and about my the job. single biggest political scandal at the time. Well, yeah, we know about Watergate. <laughs> yeah, but that's Ford and Nixon, because Ford pardoned Nixon, and that was a key moment in ensuring that Ford was not reelected in 1976, because a lot of people were upset that Richard Nixon did not face the trial that a lot of people thought he should have for his malfeasance. There was a guy who was a walk-on at CU named Josh Ford. I always thought he should have got more carries. Shout out, Josh Ford. <laughs> um, anyways, he says, I grew up watching Floyd Little and then Otis Armstrong, so I'm a bit older than you two. Mace, I was at that Oakland-Denver AFC Championship game that preceded our first Super Bowl and that we probably should have lost. The Rob Little? Lytle. Lytle fumble at the goal line. Yes, that's true. It's one of the most infamous calls in NFL history. What was the call? that uh, they didn't rule a fumble when he scored. And it's one that the Raiders, old school Raiders people will point that out to this day. Wow. I grew up hating the Raiders and I've never stopped, even though I've lived in the Bay Area for longer than the 18 years of my life that I spent in Denver. Question, do you foresee us being able to pick up any offensive line backup talent from around the league, or is there just nothing else out there to add any depth? If we can't be at least average on our offensive line, I don't see us having much of a chance this year. By the way, no Strawberry Sky or Breck Brew out here in the Bay Area that I can find. Send help. The old John Fox quote comes into play here. In Carolina, they had a particularly injury-plagued season in 09, and he said, no one's coming to save us. Mm. Now, That's dark. (laughs) The only guy that I think you could bring in that could really change the landscape, and it's not depth, it'd be a starter, it'd be Trent Williams. 
You'd have to do some significant adjustment on contracts, convert some salary into bonuses, kick some value into 2020 and 2021 cap-wise, because right now the Broncos don't have the room to take on a contract like that. But it could be done if things can't be worked out and if the Broncos do decide to move on from Garrett Bowles at some point. Coming in from former Kansas City Chief D. Ford. Said, hey, boys, I don't have a question, but after catching up with this week's pods, I had to comment. First off, I'm wicked excited about Mace being a part of the team, and it just makes my subscription that much more worth it. Secondly, as a native Kansas Cityan, I have to say that we take our barbecue very seriously, and it's hands down the best in the country. Next time you guys are in town, you have to try Slaps, the Woodyard, or the original Arthur Bryant. I should have mentioned the original Arthur Bryant. It's terrific. Uh, or if you have time, Wabash in Excelsior or is that Springs. Wabash, maybe? The Wabash River is in Indiana. I'm guessing it's probably Stop pronounced Wabash. It. <laughs> uh, Excelsior Springs sounds like something that would be in like Halo or something. About <laughs> 30 miles north of Kansas City. Those are my go-to places when I'm craving barbecue. Oh, and Gates is hot garbage, and I'm ashamed to have that as a representation for Kansas City barbecue. Because the whole thing with Gates is that they scream at you when you walk in. Oh, they're, the, the they're thing. that thing. I'm going to help you. That's what it is. It's like, whoa, hold, hold on. <laughs> I just, but Arthur Bryant's the original. I've been to two locations. There's one out on the Kansas side near the Speedway, and that's fine. The food is good. But if you want the true Arthur Bryant's experience, you got to go to the original one right there in the city. Next it, one coming in from Super Bowl and says, I'm so hyped for this absolute butt kicking we are about to give the Raiders on Monday. All I've been able to think about is seeing the first of many times where Reisner destroys his guy along with the linebacker, opening up a massive run for Phil. Going to be a beautiful night for football. 16-0 till we're not. Like it. And then he also says, I follow up my last comment last week when I said, go Dukes. It was in reference to James Madison University. Greatest school in the state. Anybody who tells you different is plain wrong. How did we not know? How did I we actually, not pick up on the reference? I have a friend who is at James Madison University right now. Well, shout that, out to the Dukes. It's the best FCS program in the country. Realistically, they probably could move up if, if a conference would take them. Next one's from Joe Harine, not to be confused with Joe Deneen. First off, welcome to the fam, Mace. Now for the reason I had to stop mid-weld and comment. Y'all are telling me you've never had cinnamon rolls and chili? Also, the Buffs are now my adopted other team just because of the Nebraska crying shirt and rivalry. Oh, well, thanks for joining us. Uh, nope, no cinnamon rolls and chili. I'm completely open to the idea. Here's what I'll say. Of course I haven't had that. Of, of course. He hasn't even had a Hot Pocket. I don't think many people have had what the if cinnamon they had a, What if they make a cinnamon Hot Pocket with a chili <laughs> filling? Oh, wow. Or, just go, or if you really want to do that, you go to Runza. Isn't there one like up close to the border in Probably. Fort Collins? Go to run, go to Runza because sometimes they'll do cinnamon rolls and chili, and then you get your Runza, which is basically a fancy hot pocket. Runza, what a name! Next one from Steve Atwater Hall of Fame. He says, "Fun fact: Had Joe Flacco played a full sixteen games last year and continued on the same pace that he had through nine games, he would have almost had forty four hundred yards passing. That would have ranked seventh best in the league and and put him just ahead of Tom Brady. That means that Mahomes would have averaged a whopping forty four yards more passing per game than Flacco. I think he is being overlooked." Just like this entire Broncos team, I'm not saying that this team is going to win a lot, but they have the pieces to be successful. Yeah, we've talked about it. Joe Flacco is on pace to have the best season of his career. Yeah. Now just look at the other side. Case Keenum had the best year of his career. This season. Uh, it wasn't the most efficient season, though, because his rating was still down there in the 80s. It was by far right. his best season. No, oh, he's talking about Flacco. You're talking Flacco. about Flacco. Flacco. Oh, Flacco. Flacco, right, right, right. Yeah, no, no, no. The Flacco... Flacco has a chance. Uh, he was he threw two times as many touchdowns as as picks, which was a good sign for him 
going forward. I think uh, what I want to look back on with Flacco last year, what was his uh, yardage per attempt? Oh, yeah, 6.5. That was a 31st. That was just behind Case Keenum. He has to do better than that. It's the third worst. Yeah, they need it. The thing is, it's boom or bust with him, right? He either goes deep or checks down. And that. And he's checked down more the last few years than he did in the past. Yep. From Bronco Squared. Hey, y'all. Welcome, Ace. The best damn podcast just got better. Remember the best damn sports show, period, when that was a thing? And how some outlets, some places they couldn't say damn. Like Vince Scully worked on Fox Sports West at the time calling Dodger games. He would not say damn. He just, like, they show the plug for it and he'd say and he'd talk about who was on the show but he would so not Tom say Arnold, damn on air john sally yeah and some places they would when you had the ad behind home plate it would say the best and then they'd have like a little faux sticker over damn oh my gosh <laughs> that's hilarious anyways he says i honestly didn't know who you were at first and i thought the mason debut pod was about a quarterback for the broncos which scared the living you know what out ah. of me Wow, I'm glad at least one person thinks we're cooler than Mace. <laughs> Question. Let's say Phil Lindsay produces like he has the la- for the next few years and goes into a holdout like Ezekiel Elliott did in the offseason. How would you guys approach the contract negotiations with Phil in this event? Also, do you think how, how do you think John Elliott would handle it? I didn't know players could hold out for contract negotiations when they still had two years on their contract. Thank you for your incredible insight. Phil is in such an interesting spot because he was undrafted, and that means his contract is only three years. So he has a year as a restricted free agent before being a UFA. So if he continues on his trajectory, the Broncos have to give him a high tender in order to keep teams from trying to poke him. Remember what happened when the Broncos had the low tender for C.J. Anderson? The Dolphins offered him a deal. The Broncos had to match it. So with Philip Lindsay, I imagine you probably see at least a second-round tender for him as they try to work out something. And would he hold out on that? That's an interesting question. Philip Lindsay could hold out after this year. Yeah. And honestly, it wouldn't be the worst idea for him to do that. Uh, as a guy who, where health is a concern, you know, technically the Broncos could just say, we're going to give Phil, uh, you know, 200 carries a year and just run him into the ground until his contract's up and then we'll just move on. Um, if, if Phil, like, it wouldn't be bad advice for someone to tell Phil you should hold out after this year. It wouldn't be at all. It wouldn't be at all. Next one coming in from SandMonkey27. He says, just in case we don't have a prog listener, I want to keep the streak going even if it has an asterisk. My grandfather grew up in Prague and came to the United States once he turned 18. I went to visit Prague for my 25th birthday. What a beautiful city, and it felt cool walking the streets my grandfather did. We counting it? I'm counting it. We'll count it. I'm counting it. He says, finally, since it's Raiders week, I have a quick story to share. When I first started dating my wife, she, was, she wasn't too into football, and she didn't really have a team. We were out for breakfast, and as we left, there was one of those match or machines that you insert in quarter, and a football helmet popped out. She decided that whatever helmet came out would be her team. Well, the football gods did not shine down on this moment. A freaking Raiders helmet popped out, and I cried a little inside. Now she's trying to raise our kids Raiders fans. The resistance has begun. Welcome to the show, Mace. Be prepared for this awesome community and random talking points. Real quick, I think it's is it my turn for a city now? It is. And yes, Sand Monkey, is. thanks for saving me. Let's go with Moscow. Mm. I don't think we've ever heard from someone in Russia. I could be wrong. All right, and, if, and if we have, I'm sorry. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> Next one is from Druchia. Hey, guys, this is more an off-season comment, but I think with this game, this week's game in Boulder, it's sort of relevant, and I think Ryan will get a kick out of it. I like where you're headed. 
A couple years ago, I went to a Rockies game with some friends, and without planning it, it ended up being CSU Day at Coors Field. Second worst day at Coors Field. And since uh, that is my flavor of university, I was more than happy. I strike up a conversation with a couple behind us and learn them from the Shadron area of Nebraska, and I have family not far from there. One of the guys in our group also has family from Nebraska and is a huge Huskers fan. I figure this topic is safe since everyone I've ever met from our neighbors to the east was a diehard fan. Uh, quote, oh no, screw the Huskers, we're CU fans. By the way, what's up with all this green and gold in the ballpark today? That's what they said. <laughs> all that was needed uh, at that point was music from Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> as I was quickly turned back around in my seat. That's what I get for talking to strangers. <laughs> Thanks for the awesome work, guys. Yours, Drooly. By the way, the Rockies tailspin this, this year coincides perfectly with Nebraska night at Coors Field. Perfectly. Literally, th- they have been awful since that night just saying maybe they need to rethink that next year next one coming in from broncos girl 723 so gentlemen when can we expect bsn broncos the musical special edition featuring the disrespectful truth performing their chart topping hit the queen's english and the devil is a lie next off season maybe let's make a wager we hit with a wild card berth the bsn fans Get a musical next offseason. 100% entertainment. Mace is just a perfect addition busting out in song with the best of them. Hope they've got auto-tune to correct me. (laughs) (laughs) From Virginia Beach Broncos, Andrew, I hardly knew thee. Actually, I don't know thee at all. As I left Colorado in 1990 for the Navy, and BSN is my first and only pod. However, so far, I've really appreciated your insights and history. What an amazing weekend of football. As a CU grad and a Bronco fanatic, nothing can beat the bus, Buffs versus the Huskers, except for maybe the Broncos versus the Raiders. Zach, which game are you more excited about? Hmm. Between uh, Buffs, Huskers, Broncos, Raiders. Broncos, Raiders. Easy, easy, easy. Broncos are actually practicing during the Buffs Nebraska game. Yes, and I will not be there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, they finished by saying, well, I'm currently getting the gas for the generator as Dorian inches closer to the Hampton to Hampton Roads. Thanks for the pod. We uh, will keep you in our thoughts for sure. Absolutely. Thank you, VA Broncos. Next one from Mr. Freeze. As great as Mace is, I think you guys are messing with the chemistry of the pod. Wow. Waiting for this. I've been following Mace forever on Twitter and 760, but I come to BSN for the interactions between Ryan and Zach. This is mean. Um, I'm going to stop there. But... (laughs) We understand that you uh, there's change, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that it's going to take a minute, and not everything can always be for everyone. Uh, but I do think if you give us a chance to get our chemistry on point, which I think we're really already on a great track in that regard, I think you'll end up really liking it. Uh, you know, not everything stays the same forever. And I admit I'm following y'all's lead because this is your podcast, and you're inviting me in and letting me join the team so i'm getting a feel for the rhythm of where you guys are and and we'll find some new references as we grow i'll learn your references like i'm getting the hot pocket thing down (laughs) pat now i'm fully in on that so yeah i mean uh, to be completely honest like mr freeze we we understand you know like i get it and 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 like may said we were expecting that to happen and and again it's it wasn't going to be perfect right off the bat. And maybe in the end you just decided it's not your favorite podcast anymore. We hope that that doesn't happen, but, uh, we really for, hope not Mr. Freeze for us. Like for us, this was a, a, an amazing opportunity to add Mace with all of his knowledge, his infinite wisdom. And also he's a fantastic writer and reporter on the Broncos. It was a no brainer on our side. It will take a second for, for this podcast to get back to normalcy. 
Next one coming in from The Real Links. He says, hey, guys, I just subscribed maybe a week ago after listening for about a week. I'm so glad I did. Andrew Mason is one of my favorites in sports media, and you guys managed to get me without him. I want to share my – I share – with you my idea of a season of success. I believe the Broncos defense will return to dominance and the offense will be able to move the ball. And I believe this roster has the potential, if all the cards fall our way, to go 10-6. and six. Unfortunately, we also have the potential to be 6-10, and 10, but I don't think that will happen. I have a couple questions today. One, do you expect to see more trickery and explosiveness from this year's offense than we've had for the past two years? Trickery. Do I expect more trickery? I honestly don't. But maybe you will see a little more misdirection out of Rich Scangarello. It's definitely something that's been missing for the last couple of years. See, I don't call like an end around or a jet sweep or a fly sweep, sweep trickery. It may look different than we've seen the last couple of years, but it's not something that I think is something unusual. When I think of trickery, I think of flea flickers. I think of uh, ha- you know, I-, I think of an end around becoming Emmanuel Sanders passing the ball, which we saw in Arizona last year. So I don't think we're going to see more of that than we saw in previous years if anything maybe a little bit less because you're starting with core concepts from this offense and then you're going to build out and build out I hope Rich Gangrello is around for a couple of years because I want to see this offense get the core competencies right and then grow from there and grow from there because what we've seen in this scheme take Kyle Shanahan in Atlanta in 2015 they were fine they improved 2016 they blossomed and i like to see that sort of continuity get that kind of result here. His second question, for all three of you, how many sacks do you believe Chubb and Miller will have between the two of them? I believe the highlight of our season will be the duo of Vaughn and Bradley emerging as a duo similar to, and maybe even better than, Vaughn Miller and DeMarcus Ware. They've already put up a bigger number than Vaughn and DeMarcus already did, just yep. for what it's worth. Um, total sacks. What did they have last year? 27 and a half? Um, yes. I'm going to say 29 and a half. 26 and a half. I'm going to say 29 and a half. I'm going to go 30. I'm going to go 30 as well. I think they I think they eclipse it. Three, what happens to this team if a player other than Emmanuel Sanders becomes a reliable deep threat? There's no candidates. For me, that says the whole complexion of for the next few years might be altered. Sorry about this long comment, but I'm just so happy that real football is back and we can enjoy the product of our anticipation for the new season, like seeing the trailer for an upcoming movie you've been dying to see for months. You guys do great work, and I can tell I... And I can tell I'll be a subscriber for a very long time. Peace, my dudes. Thank you very much. And I'm with Ryan. There's not a vertical threat other than Sanders as a a top-line vertical threat on this roster. Cortland Sutton, he's a jump ball guy. He's a nine ball guy. But no one with that speed. And that's where missing on past draft picks comes back to haunt you. Draymond Jones can be a good player. Do you draft him if Demarcus Walker develops in round three? Probably not. Then maybe you're looking at Terry McLaurin with four three five mm. speed out of Ohio State, who I think he went to Washington, had a good preseason. I think he could have been a perfect fit here. We love Terry McLaurin on this podcast. Uh, from Sir James Radio, Mace, huh? BSN breaking out the big guns. If you're still freeloading, there are only three words you need to know. Andrew freaking Mason. With that being said, I think it would be fun to ask who everyone's all-time favorite Bronco is and why. For me, it's Jake Plummer. He came in... Uh, at a time when I was starting to learn the actual game of football from a player's standpoint and made and really made them relevant again in the AFC West. I believe he's still insanely underrated. Finally, In-N-Out is disgusting and grossly overrated, and I say that as a native, lifelong Southern California. <laughs> Signed, Sir James. P.S. I can't wait for the three-piece harmonies out of you guys. Uh, favorite Bronco of all time, Mace. Go. Make it snappy. Easy choice, Steve Atwater. I'll go with Steve. <laughs> uh, as a person, I choose Steve. 
but when I was like watching as a kid, as a fan, it was always Rod Smith for me. I and then probably TD. But I, I like Steve watching him when I was down in Tampa as well from a distance. I mean, it was it was the Okoye Okoye hit for me. Yeah, I think when you're a kid, you just gen, you look more at offense. Right. So for defense, well, I mean, Steve was too, but uh, I'll go a different route. Al Wilson absolutely loved mm. him. Zach's a big Al yeah. Wilson guy. Yeah. From Gham Chill, hello, gentlemen. I'm not usually one of the long comments, so I'll make this story quick. I recently left my job as a performer at Disney World in Orlando. Since I signed an NDA as a cast member, I was not allowed to talk about this. But now that I no longer work for Disney, I'm stoked to share this story. Let's just say I was really tight with Darth Vader. Darth Vader is roughly 6'8 with boots on, and he was <laughs> Darth Vader. As a lot of players... After winning the Super Bowl, I was beyond excited at the prospect of meeting some of the Broncos as Vader in 2016. So like three days after Super Bowl 50, I was working and meeting uh, families when my attendant came up to me and said, Lord Vader, a special guest from the Empire is approaching. <laughs> in walks Derek Wolf. I'm sure you all know the dude is gigantic. He was talking to Vader, me, and looks right at him and says, F, you're the biggest <laughs> dude I've ever met. Just a fun story. I was really excited to share. Cheers, boys, and welcome, Mace. That is a very fun story. That's a hilarious story. (laughs) And uh, we have to get Mace out of here because he had a hard deadline, which we've already passed. (laughs) But I like you guys so much. I wanted to stay four minutes past it. Appreciate all the comments. Thanks, you all, for listening. Stick with Ryan and Zach the rest of the way, and I will be back tomorrow. All right. See you, Mace. Have a a good rest of your day. Next one coming in from Super Bullen, unless you got something to build off that. Nope. He says, with AB now suspended, we are basically playing six preseason games, LOL. Wow. That's trash talk. I like it. It makes me me feel like uh, Buffs Huskers. I was trying to think maybe if, like, Mitchell Trubisky comes out tonight and looks like absolute garbage. Could you extend that to seven? But no, the Bears have too much talent on defense. Okay, this is from Stebert92. He says, hey, guys, I want to clarify the AB devil is a lie statement. It's a similar saying to, yeah, and the sky is green when someone says something dumb and untrue. How that fits in the puzzle, I'm unsure. Wait. So if you say something like, like, uh, Nebraska's really good, I would respond by saying the devil is a lie? <laughs> I guess. Huh. Doesn't really, it doesn't <laughs> feel seem, like a, This seems like a 19, 1940s thing to say. Could be. You know? Two, I drove 30 minutes to the one bar near me that had Breck Brews just to try the vanilla porter. I walked in and asked for the beer just in time to learn that they kicked the last keg. All I thought to myself was, must be a damn good beer. <laughs> Four, what kind of role and impact do you guys see Malik Reed having on the 53? He's had a fantastic preseason, but he's going to be Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb's backup, which means you're not going to see him that much. You're not going to see him as much as you hoped. I saw a lot of people in our question of the week, which I think we'll get to tomorrow at this point as we've run over an hour and a half here. Um I saw a lot of people mention Malik Reed as the newcomer they're most excited to see. I think there's going to be a little disappointment to find out that he is not going to play very much. And how much of a disappointment is it going to be if Von Miller and Bradley Chubb are the players everyone expects them to be? Not disappointing right. at all. Next I- one's from Broncos Joe. says, hey, guys, it's been about a year since my last comment, so I'm excited to renew my s- a subscription, especially since Mace has joined the team. Wanted to point out a couple things. Ryan, mad respect on the shout-out to the Vintage 90s Clothing Collection. I ran into you on Instagram several months back on my vintage page, at Vintage and Snap on Instagram. We need to see a collection pick. Maybe I'll do that. 
Two, Mason, regards to your fandom for UNC. Go Wolfpack. Well, he's not here to defend that. <laughs> Three's reserved for Mr. B. Four, hype for the season. Thanks for the coverage and keep up the good work. Next one coming in from Oklahoma Bronco 58. He says, does this count for the Prague Czech Republic thing? I like how people are coming to back me right now. They knew it was getting down to the wire. I'm from Oklahoma, and there's a town called Prague, but it's pronounced Praga. Praga. That not there like a – oh, Prego. Isn't that a – that's a food thing, right? Yeah. Prego. What is it? It's it's Why a sauce. Man? It's a sauce, right, right. Pasta yeah. sauce. Yep, yep. Didn't see anybody comment yet, but wanted to keep going. Well, thankfully, we had uh, a commenter earlier, or else I don't know if this one would have counted. Yeah, you went a little too deep. <laughs> one, what are you most excited to see in the game on Monday? Mine is definitely the Von Chubb duo. I am – ooh, that's a pretty good one. That is a good one. I am excited to see that, and also I just want to see Joe Flacco like a whole game. I, just, I feel like we haven't seen anything. I just want to see if he can – truly be efficient and competent for the whole game how can it not be that how can it not be that and see how rich Scangarello calls the plays see if it's drastically different ryan what 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 if the broncos move the ball like they have every time flacco's been on the field and then have the same poor bad play calls in the red zone then we can't say oh it's just preseason they're just not willing to show their hand that's some that's a huge thing to watch oh go ahead two did Mace really crack a cold one on the pod? If so, that's a baller move. I don't know. Did he? He, he cracked a he cracked a cold one. I mean, I can't say he didn't. <laughs> Three. For we Mr. Could, we actually couldn't see what it was. It was in a koozie. It was in a koozie, and I, I'm sure it was cold because it was in a koozie. Yep. <laughs> Four. Is there an update on the Madden League? Really hoping there's enough to fill it up. Yeah, Timmy uh, has been really pining hard for this, so. Uh, I think I'll eventually join, I think. Um, if we can get closer, that'd be awesome. Uh, but email Timmy from Sweden at gmail.com, I think it is, if you want to get in on it. Finally, my friends and I have talked about making a fantasy football podcast just as something funny to make our friends. Do the goats have any tips on things to do to make it worthwhile? Huh. Uh, I Just be yourselves, right? right? Especially if it's for your friends. Like that's We always joke... I always say this, and I've probably said it a thousand times on this podcast. Listen to Scott Van Pelt and Ryan Rosilla back in the day. It was my favorite radio show, and they always said we made this as a, a friend, as a show for our stupid friends, mm-hmm. and people just happened to like it. Just be yourselves and talk like you would if the microphones weren't there. Don't try to get all buttoned up or or whatever, and try and like be like reporters. Just talk, and I think if you you know are if you and your friends are funny which i feel like most people feel like they and their friends are funny <laughs> it'll end up being good stuff you saying that i just feel like i'm funny yeah <laughs> <laughs> he says can't wait for monday night keep up the great work guys next one's from horse with horns he says wow it's the three bronco tears didn't think the coverage could get much better and then you pull out the master that is andrew mason unbelievable <laughs> stuff the best just got better who do you think will be the unsung hero th- this year? One guy who flies below the radar of even the diehard fans. Also, uh, one for Mace. He's not here for that. <laughs> the die, the unsung hero. Man, if you go too deep, though. How do you get deeper than what people already know on this podcast? This is horrible. So I just touched wood. But what if something happens to Von or Chubb and then Malik Reed steps up? That's, but he says He's, guys who fly below the radar of even the diehards. All the diehards are like they are, they're choosing Malik Reed as their most exciting newcomer. Do guys fly under the radar? You can't fly under the radar on this podcast. 
It's just, you can't because Juwan Winfrey's not flying under the radar. Mike Purcell, we have not mentioned him a lot. He's probably the person on the 53-man roster that we have mentioned the least. Could he, he be could, an unsung hero? Local kid? <sighs> Philip Lindsay style? That is the the position that is the hardest to be an unsung hero Very at. true. Well, you kind of are an unsung hero at that right, position. Right. And what would that mean? Would that mean he's just so good he overtakes Shelby Harris? Or Shelby Harris plays on the outside more? Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. Shelby Harris is one of the best players on, on the defense. Who is who's the last linebacker, inside linebacker on the team right now? Bieria, right? Is it? Yeah, it probably would be him. I mean, he's, no. a, he's a draft pick last year. He's not very good either. And yeah, he's not doing that. <laughs> all right, from Boucher all day. You guys are really trying to go, uh, trying to go on a hunger strike at this rate. Mace the man joins the team and takes a share of the pie. It's really crazy to think that we literally pay pennies a day to get the great coverage that you guys provide. It's just simply amazing. Now that the roster is seemingly set for now, it's time for Tex trade, extend, cut, and sign again. <laughs> Pick one player that you would choose to. Uh, trade one to extend one to cut and one to sign thanks so much it's crazy to even look back on one year and see how big this community has grown i thought he was going to give us a list of players i thought so too this is just out of our mind all right i'll give you um i'll give you four players okay vaughn miller bradley chubb chris harris jr and one to sign does that mean someone outside of the family so then do i just choose that sure so you trade Extend and cut one of each. Vaughn Miller, Bradley Chubb, Chris Harris Jr. Sorry, Chris. Bye. Cutting Chris. Oh, oh, you got to trade and cut. Oh, yeah. Only one of these guys can stay. Yeah, Chris is cut. Chris is cut because you just don't have value for him. He's not here next year anyways. Vaughn, bye-bye. You're traded because... You probably don't get as much value back from Bradley, but I'm extending Bradley. You're going to be here for the long run. Yeah, that's that's true. You want to give me three? Oh, and you also get to sign one player. I don't know if it could just be anyone. Uh, next week, I'm signing Antonio Brown. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, we're gonna go with uh, mm, with the way the team is right now. Joe Flacco, mm, Emmanuel Sanders, and uh, Von Miller. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna go Phil. Um, like you know, we'll do Phil. Okay. We can keep it all offense. All right. Uh. Cut a manual. Mm. I save ten million right there, and mm. then I go trade for Trent Williams. <laughs> um, trade Flacco. Just start Drew. No, way the team is right now, buddy. Okay, well you tr- you deal with Brandon Allen for, <laughs> for eight weeks. You're having Brandon Allen for eight weeks. Yep. Oh wow. What am I? I'm extending Flacco. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I'm you're exten- flushing this season down the toilet. I sure am. I don't care. Um, <laughs> well, then say goodbye to Drew, too, because you're you're getting too up. What if I tr- – wait, who did I trade? Traded Flacco. Oh, okay. Well, well, I just traded Flacco for uh, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> With the rest of your whole team. Is there anything you could do to trade for Patrick Mahomes right now? No. Bradley Chubb, Von Miller, Chris Harris Jr., Philip Lindsay, and Emmanuel Sanders, and your next three first-round picks. I would, I would 100. There's nothing that anyone could do if I was the Chiefs. Wow. I mean, I'm talking 100 first round picks. I'd still say no. Is there a limit that you can go out? Can you only go like the next three years? I don't know. Good question. Let's say a team, let's say the Broncos get, uh, not the Broncos, the Dolphins get the number one overall pick. 
next year, first overall pick. They offer any player that the Chiefs want, plus the first overall pick and their next two first-round picks. Still hard, no. Because you have the guy. Don't even think about it. Yeah. There's nothing. I, I'm, I'm not kidding you. The Broncos could say, we'll trade you all of our picks for the next three years. And I would still, it would be a hard, hard no. Yeah, there's nothing you do when you have the yeah. guy. When you have the guy, it's like over. Yep. All, you are now, you forgot about it. The draft doesn't even matter to you. You're just trying to win a Super Bowl at this point. You've like leveled up to this point where you, all you can see is the trophy. And everything you do has to be in regards to getting closer to that. And you know what you're doing with all those first-round picks that you're that you're not accumulating? Or what you're doing with your first-round picks? You're doing anything you want with them. Yep. Because you don't need a quarterback. And you can trade them for yep. good player. I mean, it's easy. Yep. All right, from Jewel Flacco. Do you guys have to brief Mace on the posters here? This is Count Flacula. He's a pale immortal that drinks the blood of pigskins. <laughs> uh, this is Iceman, and he's ice beer. This is Jewel Flacco, and he asks <laughs> dumb questions. Was out of town for a few days, but welcome, Mace. Yeah, uh, we do have to like fill him in on little things. Yeah, and we'll have to fill him in on this comment to, to get him up to speed. And I think the last one here, the buzzer beater, which is hard to have now with this new system, but we had one from Chris O'Brien. He says, I graduated from UCF a few years ago, so I was surprised in the last pod when Mace said he graduated from USF, which is our rival school. I got to know, Mace, are you a USF fan? Well, he's not here, but I can answer this for him. He is a diehard Bulls fan. He is when whenever there's a game remotely on. He's either making sure he gets his work done so he can be at home for the game and then finish up his work, or he's getting to the, the – uh, broncos early to watch the game yeah he's he's always watching them absolutely as it should be uh there's one thing that that always is a constant with the people that work at bsn professionals uh in covering their team but also like die hard fans of sports you know like you don't have anyone working here who's just like oh yeah sports that's just what i do for my job right and and i think mace completely fits the bill on that he does all right that's going to finally wrap it up for us today uh, as we've gone into the hour 45-minute range on this podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to preview the game and give all of our season predictions. This should be a really fun podcast. We didn't get to everything today, but it left some over for tomorrow. And we'll talk to you then. It's getting me down, waiting up for you. Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. 
Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. That was Jim. He's been a customer of Piper Electric for over a year now and loves it so much that he recommends his own clients to them. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have preferred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com.